There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, don't look over there. Look hey, over here. Smooth. Smooth Pete. Smooth Pete. That's what that was. The thing messed up, so I had to, I had to do it over there. Hi. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. Hello. Hello um, so the Bloodline stuff this week on SmackDown. Yeah. Was as good as normal, I'd oh, say. Yeah. But Roman was there. We're, 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 do you know who wasn't there, though? Who? Uh, Sami Zayn wasn't there. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. It's Which, a lie. Noticed. Immediately. I, I noticed quite quite prominently. And we'll talk about it, because it's fine that he's not there. Sort of. Talk about it in a second. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast Review of SmackDown and Rampage. I'm Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by Tempest, your Quizlemania champion. Oh. Your jam that champion. L.I.W. holds all the gold. So much gold. Uh, and I'm also joined by Sat E. Niangi. Yeah. Second weekend in a row. That's a new Woo. record. Hell yeah. And Sat E. Day. that will continue next week when you're here. And then the weekend after, you're you're not here. Stag do, baby! But then after that, you're here again. Yeah, I'm here again. But I just want to say to all my Hufflepuffs out there, I rep you, y'all. Hufflepuff in the house. Yeah, Cedric Diggory. Arguably. Bruce Wade. Hey, you got Rob no, 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 I've I, got I've got WrestleTalk merch on because that's, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. Plug I in the WrestleTalk merch. Well, that's, that's what you get. Give me some merch and I'll wear your merch. Well, we Until don't, then, we I'm don't, Harry Potter merch. We don't have any merch that fits you. You're too swole. No, sad. no, I'll make it work. I'll wear it and I look swole wearing it. Swole yes. I'll yeah. Hufflepuff it, if you know what I mean. Uh, Russellshop.com. He's Hufflepuff. Go buy some merch. Bufflepuff. Oh, Buffalo. there it is. I'll take that. I He's done that. it. He's done yes. it. That's the joke of the day. Um, uh, send in your ultra chats to russeltalk.com forward slash support. Going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, what I want to talk about first is this bloodline stuff because the bloodline has been fantastic and we've yeah. been talking about how brilliant the bloodline story is for ages now uh so this show opened up with new day versus usos which we'll cover later which was a banging opener love that match uh then goes to backstage the usos won spoilers um and uh they go backstage and they get congratulated by roman reigns and you see during the match that uh the match is being watched by roman reigns paul Heyman, and solo sokoa so instantly you go where's Sami Zayn? What's he doing? How's he going to factor into this? Uh, and after the match, they come back and they uh, Roman Reigns congratulates them and says that you know he's got some business to take care of later in the ring, but he needs the Usos by his side for that. And I'm like, well, that's interesting because Sammy's not there. What business does he need to take care of that he needs the Usos for and he doesn't need Sammy for? How's this going to play into it? Now, something that I did miss, in all fairness, I missed it. 
They apparently said on commentary that Sami Zayn is dealing with a personal issue, which is why he's not here this week. That's fine. You're gonna have, stuff happens, you know. Maybe that's legit. He is dealing with a personal issue, or there's travel issues, or whatever else, and he couldn't make it to this show. That's fine. I'm not saying that Sami Zayn has to be there every week, but what I would say is that I feel like you should really bake that into the story somehow, because Sami use, use it as an opportunity. It's a problemutunity, exactly right. You should try and bake that in because of the dissension in the bloodline being the best thing going right now having sammy not be there i think is a crucial element of this story because mm. the the bloodline is about being there for each other like supporting each other and all that stuff and him not being there as part of that i just think there's, a, there's an opportunity to do something there which then played into the final segment on the show which started off fantastic because the bloodline all came out to the ring without sammy obviously and cut a promo. Paul Heyman did a promo, which I didn't, I don't think he should have done. Just being like, ah, oh, New Day are irrelevant. Screw those guys. They don't matter anymore. It's like, I, I wouldn't have booked that if it was me, but that's mm. fine. Um, and Roman looked like he was about to acknowledge the Usos, mm -hmm. which is a really interesting, yeah. like, power dynamic switch from where we're, we're used to with that. But before it actually gets juicy and interesting, they get interrupted by the balling, uh, it gets Usi. They get interrupted by the brawling brutes. Rich Holland says, "Ah, oh, we're sick of the number games every week. Also, Sheamus is back. And then Sheamus's mic doesn't work for a little bit, which is unfortunate. And then they go down, and then Drew McIntyre comes out, and then there's a brawl, and then that's the show. Yeah. And I was like, well, give what happened to the other bit? What's, huh? What's the first bit? What was the thing going to happen? I didn't really like the bloodline stuff on this week the absence of Sami Zayn, whether that that is their fault or not i feel like it wasn't capitalized on enough as part of this story or whatever uh and also just like the stuff with roman acknowledging the usos or whatever he was gonna do or maybe he was gonna subvert and turn on the usos or maybe this is a hint of like he's gonna choose the usos over sammy whatever that then got interrupted for like a really bog standard promo and a really bog standard brawl and i was like ah this wasn't for me mm -hmm. i mean what we were about to get from the bloodline stuff is significantly more interesting than the interruption mm. and when it's like the baby faces are coming out and interrupting the heel faction. That's uh, not great. Yeah. Where it's like, no, I'd actually rather just see the heels talk than see the baby faces come out and do do what they're doing. Yeah. I think they could have done some really interesting things here in the absence of Sami Zayn. Like, you could you could go different directions. You could literally have like this week be perfect. Everyone's on the same page in the bloodline. The Usos and Roman Reigns. Everything is rainbows and flowers and everybody is super jazzed and then you get Sami Zayn back next week maybe the vibes are a little bit off it's like yeah Sami Zayn is doing everything he can but maybe he is a detriment to the bloodline just mm -hmm. because when he's not there things were good and is that causation is that correlation is it coincidence I don't know again there's things you could play with but it didn't factor into the story at all and maybe you don't want to change the direction of where you're going because he's forced to miss a week but I think they could have done something. Mm, that was my view. I assume that's what happened. They were getting along. Roman was nice. Mm -hmm. When's the last time Roman goes, come here, Jimmy, come here, Jay. Gave him um, a hug? Yeah, gave him a hug. So in my mind, I was like, when Sammy's not around, the bloodline is A-OK. -okay. But my issue in the in-ring promo was 
Paul Heyman's promo. No offense to Paul Heyman, but if you've got a bingo card, then you can kind of guess the things going to rattle off, you know, title achievement, make fun of the hometown, some sports uh, statistics no one really cares about, some pop culture statistics no one really, really cares about. That's Paul Heyman for you. I like when Roman was talking. I think the whole point was to uh, interrupt us, not for us not to get that moment, because mm. next week Roman will be like, I don't remember what I was going to do. Maybe, maybe it's like yeah. the moment has passed. The brawling brutes has put me in a sour mood. Drew McIntyre has put me in a sour mood. And just in case the fifth member of this team, the opposition for war games, we think might potentially be Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. might make him his mood sour. So there'll be no acknowledgement mm-hmm. of anything. But Roman did acknowledge the microphone not working. He acknowledged that. He sure did. Yeah. Which sort of undermined Sheamus' return a little bit, which is unfortunate. Uh, not much you can do with technical issues like that, but just don't have them um, would be my solution. Acknowledge uh, them, but acknowledge your microphone. You can't even get the microphone to work. I know. He went full on Nelson mode from The Simpsons. Just <laughs> I was going to say full Seth Rollins, but you know. <laughs> John. Um, uh, yeah, so I think this does set up. I'm still. I think the War Games match is going to be very good mm-hmm. and i would assume the final two members on each side are going to be sammy Zayn and kevin owens and that will be like a whole thing right sammy Zayn gets added to the bloodline and then it's like well the baby face need one more who's it gonna be and then it's just like sammy's like uh-oh yeah my friend is on the team i'm sure that will be that's gonna be a whole thing and i'm still very much looking forward to it i just feel like there wasn't enough from the the thing is this is all this stuff i think was fine yeah there was nothing bad about it but what we've come to expect from the bloodline is so much higher that by comparison, this feels like, oh, this wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. When, like, for any other feud, this would be like, that's eh, fine. Yeah. Do you think it was last minute? Because knowing, knowing if they're planning in advance, they could have had, like, a Sammy video chat appearance mm-hmm. probably throughout the night. <laughs> yeah. Getting cut off. Could have had anything. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like it, it could have been last minute because we don't know what's going on with Sammy Zane, you know, if the personal issues they they referred to on tv was you know legit i think it is legit because if if it was meant to be if it was meant to be like an elaborate part of the storyline they would have said uh roman reigns has sent Sami Zayn to represent him in africa for the search for the next great african star for you know wwe or something like that something more extravagant than you know Sami Zayn's got personal issues so i assume that it probably was a last minute dip that he had to you know leave and not do anything because they didn't find anything interesting to replace him with or Mm -hmm. to come up with something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's what we usually say about SmackDown, where if this is going to be like the main event segment, then maybe it should be a little bit more interesting. And usually it's when the bloodline isn't the focus of the show that you need something to then replace that as the focus of that week's episode and make that like the focal point of the show, make it really interesting. It just wasn't that interesting this week. Mm. Like it felt like we were getting to the interesting part and then we just went again to more standard stuff, which again is fine. Like you do need to set up war games quicker than, you know, like we've only got like three, two weeks now until the show. Like, it's not a lot of time to be able to set up something like this. There's a lot of pieces to come together. And I'm not saying that you still can't do that on this show, but maybe I would have blocked things out differently to get more bloodline soap opera drama and then this. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm just going to remember the, the, the brawl and everything, and it wasn't that memorable. No. And, and that's the thing. I think if it was, if they'd... Uh not have the Sammy stuff, but they'd have ended with like at least an interesting brawl 
and the announcement to be like, right, this is going to be the War Games matches. Bloodline versus these guys. And that's like your announcement to go off the show. I think True. that probably would have made up for it a little bit right. more. But this was just like, they get interrupted. It's a brawl. That's the end of the segment. It's like, that does not feel like a main event segment at all. You know? And like, it, it just felt very lackluster compared to what we're used to with the Bloodline. And this is a vibe that I got through the whole show that some stuff I think was rewritten last minute. And that is mm. complete speculation on my part. In that it just felt like there were a lot of things that either didn't make sense or just weren't well thought out on this show. That like lots of tiny little moments that just went made me like pull out of the immersion in the show and just went, wait, what? Huh? Like that just like didn't make sense, which we'll come on to later. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> uh but like, and this was one of them where I was just like, that Ridge Holland promo was generic as hell. This was like 2010s babyface promo where like no one has any character ever and it was just gonna be like we're sick of the numbers game here's Seamus it was very like by the numbers and the brawl was by the numbers everything was just kind of like bog standard and the bloodline is anything but <laughs> bog standard every week everything is thought out on the bloodline stuff so this feels really jarring to have something that's just like fine you know but probably in their mind they're thinking drew mcintyre teaming up with the brawling brutes that's a big thing because they were feuding early in the year and you know seamus and drew mcintyre did drew mcintyre did beat the crap out of each other you know in the early parts of the year so that i think in their minds right in it that's meant to be the big moment the big moment is the enemy of my enemies my friends again sort of thing the thing is if they're gonna do that i totally i can buy that point for sure i think they should have made more of that they should have had Brawling Brutes getting beaten down, Bloodline being like, ha, 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 we're great. Drew McIntyre's music hits, the tide turns, baby faces stand tall, and then you have Drew and Seamus kind of look at each other, have a stare down, yeah. being like, like, acknowledge each other, shake hands, whatever, then stare down the Bloodline. Like, make if that's your moment, make a moment of it. Because this wasn't, this was like, Drew's here to help the baby faces. That's the end of the show. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe in my mind, I was thinking they're going for the whole it wasn't planned, Drew helping him out, even though Wade did say that the, the, the numbers are even now, the backup is here. Mm -hmm. I, I assume it's just Drew was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to get involved because I don't like where this is going sort of thing. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it was planned in advance. Maybe next week you may get the whole segment of them shaking hands or, mm -hmm. or I still don't like you, but I respect what you've been doing sort of thing. And we both have something in common, you know, a common goal, which is to take out the bloodline. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much else to say. I, the Bloodline stuff is what I look forward to every week, and it was okay this week instead of brilliant. That's all. Um, but that's 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 all I have to say about that. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, shall we see what you guys think? Shall we get into some of your ultra chats here? Send those in to russeltalk.com forward slash support. Uh, and we'll go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Um, Charles Berg, on the subject of that, uh, said, uh, I agree the Bloodline segment was mid-grade at best. I love the tag title opener, and I love that it had no shenanigans. Had it opened the show during the Vince era, I'm sure it would have had a DQ finish with a zero-stakes trio match main event. Jam that jam. Yeah. That opener was a banger. Yeah. I loved it. And we'll talk about it more in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it, it just felt a little bit underwhelming. And you you felt Sami Zayn's absence on this show. Sure did. Because like, he's he's essentially the main character. <laughs> Aside from Roman Reigns, yeah. Sami Zayn's the main character of this story. Uh, and yeah, you just felt his, his presence not being there. Uh, Noah Fortner said, uh, this is my first time going to a live WWE thing since 2016. Crowd felt dead, especially for Nakamura, as me and my friends tried to get his theme chant going to no effect. Uh, after so many AEW shows, I forgot how casual WWE's audience is. Lol. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shame. It but, is. I mean, I can't really blame people for not getting into a Shinsuke Nakamura chant after all this time. You know? Yeah. It's like it is what it is, and you go to a show and you want to have fun. You want everybody to be into everything, but I can also understand them not being that way. For sure, yeah. Just from his like booking and stuff, I yeah. can understand why not. Uh, Kristen G. Rosario said, uh, "Good SmackDown overall, and psyched to see where the men's War Games match goes." Excuse me. Also, thank you, Tempest, for wearing that shirt. R.I.P. Kevin Conroy, the best Batman of all time. R.I.P. Look at that, Kevin Conroy. Whoop, 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 whoop. Stupid. Stink. I got too many gimmicks, Batman. There's Batman right there. Right, right there. Right right there. Flex on him. Bam. Hell yeah, Batman. There, there you go. R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. I was very sad to hear that news yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into more of your Ultra Chats later on. Uh, keep sending those in to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up later.
Uh, but for now, let's talk about the rest of SmackDown and Rampage as well. Uh, so SmackDown started off with a match again. Yeah. Keep doing this. It's a good streak you're on, guys. New Day versus the Usos. Undisputed tag team titles on the line. And also, the longest tag title reign of all time was also on the line here. Very easy stakes to buy into. The team that currently has the record versus the team that's trying to break that record. Yep. Very easy thing. And I don't know if this was a special thing for this match or it was just something that they, that part of New Day's presentation now. But Woods didn't come out with like the trombone or anything. It was a bit more like serious. And they just came out and they were like, no, we're going to beat you for the thing. And I was like, I appreciate that. Ooh. That they're not coming out and being like, hey, goofy New Day. Yeah. They were like, no, we're going to beat you. I like it anytime a WWE entrance fits the story a little bit more. Because mm -hmm. it is one of the biggest pet peeves that I would have about their presentation from like until very recently. Whereas like when Bray Wyatt is stalking the Miz's like two-year-old child or whatever and then he comes out with his stupid glasses and his stupid coat and he's still doing his his poses and his entrance for this fight he's having with a stalker who's attacking yeah. his family in their home. Yeah. And it was it's always so jarring to me. So if you have a much more realistic entrance where someone's more focused or whatever the case may be, I always mm -hmm. appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I also want to sh shout out Wade Barrett on commentary because I think he put this uh, a really good way to kind of like to help people who might not have been familiar with the New Day Usos feud of the past stuff. He's like, essentially in WWE, this is Team 1A and Team 1B. They are like as good as each other. And this is to determine who's 1A and who's 1B. And I'm like, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. These are like the top teams. Wade Barrett's just... good. Wade Barrett is he's he's, good. He's, yeah. You know, people miss Pat McAfee, but he's been a good, you know, solid, you know replacement yeah I, I he's growing on me a little bit i'll say that much thank god he's replaced Corey graves <laughs> yeah. listen up tempest do you know what this is that's uh, you know <sighs> uh they mentioned uh, biggie as well and i was like oh i miss biggie um there was a little moment in this match as well where the crowd started chanting we want sammy and sammy uso mm. and i think jay uso just covered his ears yeah he was literally just like no Go, I, I don't want to hear this. I'm like, that's nice. I like that. Um, but regardless of all these like little things that I really liked, the action in this match was so good. Really good near falls and stuff. Really match. good near falls towards the end. I really liked a couple of hope spots that they did in the lead up to it. The beatdown was fairly slow, methodical, whatever term you want to use. Uh, but like the hope spots building to the Xavier Woods hot tag were really, really good. Cut it off several times. Then when he got the hot tag, he's Xavier Woods. He's awesome. And then they built to some really good near falls. Double super kick into another double super kick into a double splash from the Usos. Xavier Woods kicks out. I was like, well, I thought that was the finish. Yep. Jesus. Really bought that. That was really good. Uh, they hit uh, two midnight hours Tempest. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the one who's wrong on this, but that sure doesn't look like a midnight hour to me. It was, it was up and down down, right? It's something. I mean, it's, I it's no the... Idea. It's like a stomp into the backbreaker type thing. Yeah. Which is, you know, people do that move. Is that not the up, 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 down, down? Am I, no? I thought the up, up, down, down slash midnight hour was the same thing, which was the big E one, where he did a big ending, but also the assist from Woods or Kingston. Oh. I don't know. Maybe they changed it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could well be wrong. I don't, yeah. I, I've realized over the years that my level of attention to the names of finishers has greatly dropped off. <laughs> yeah. You quit it by its basic name? I mean, a like, lot like of the, the time, stuff? sometimes. Like, yeah, I kind of do. 
That and I've spent much of my wrestling fandom watching Michael Cole call anything involving a knee a Meteora. Yes, Meteora. Or anything involving a fireman's carry a Michinoku driver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that sort of thing, so it's like, eh, you know, yeah. it's difficult to keep track of sometimes. Yeah. Um, but regardless, some great nerfles, like we said, midnight hours, like double super kicks, double splashes, whatever. Nothing was putting them away. But then, uh, quite like the finish here, where they did, they had like a stare down with the four of them in the ring, where all of them were tired and they were just standing off each other. And then hockey fighting, the yeah, brain, like ah, it's fun. I, I was find that corny. Outside of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn doing it, anyone else that does them like that's like an NXT trait that needs to die. I feel like it, really, and every main roster thing, we we're gonna put. Shawn Michaels and Mike Jannetty used to do it a lot. They used to punch the crap out of each other, Royal Rumbles, wherever, every time they see each other's on site. But it's something that, it's kind of like you're halfway through a fight. You ain't going to expend all that energy again to try and you, 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 you just go for the knees. You punch them. You, that, I Are don't you know. trying to apply actual logic to yes. WWE? Yes. I'm, I'm you're actually, mad, man. I'm trying to be logical for once. <laughs> for once. Allow me that one logical point. It's, it's like halfway through the fight and you're like, oh, let's get the crowd hyped up it's again. A, it's a superhero fight. They're a little bit tired. Go, okay. And, and their life bar goes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their stamina bar goes up. Yeah. When, when Sammy and, and Kevin again. does, it makes sense because it's part of their history. That's what they always do. But it's like... <laughs> it's the new day in the Usos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of all the things to be upset about the say, wrestling match, the this ones throwing yes, punches yes, not yes, high on my list. Yeah, it's also my list, especially where it was. If it was the if it was the beginning of the match, mm -hmm. sure. You know, you've been talking smack all week as on site. Not halfway through. Now you want to punch each other in the face. No, just continue what you're doing. You nearly won. Mm. Jimmy, you 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 frog splash his knees. <laughs> I, I, I quite like it because they've expended everything. Like, I don't know what else to do. Just, just punch him. Like, we've got nothing left. Like, I, I quite like it. Okay. Anyway, uh, they counted a Kingston crossbody into a 1D, which is which is just a... It, it's a cutter. Yeah. It's an RKO. Yeah. While the other person kind of sort of holds their legs, I guess. It's one and done. One and done. One and done. Uh, Usos win. Good Become match. the longest reigning tag champions. Boo. Really good opener. I think it's fine. I'm happy with either of them being longest reigning. Listen. TBH. Demolition was longest tag team champion for like 30 years. Mm. When you're growing up, that's what you heard. Some tag team from the 80s called mm -hmm. Demolition to you watching the WWE Network and you finally got some context on who they were. New Day, I wanted them to have at least 10 years. I don't mind Usos winning it, but I just wanted that that to be in the Hall of Fame speech. Not every day was once upon a time. It's every, <laughs> in the speech, they was. It, it's like, it's that one thing they, it, they kind of hang the legacy on that as well. A mm. bit. Before, you know, the individual King of the Ring and WWE title reigns between the, the members, that was the thing they hang the legacy on, is that we're the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. And now they have to continue that run of trying to be the most winning tag team champions, which is also the same kind of trajectory they've been on as well and also i'm kind of worried about the new day because after the storyline what's next because triple h has been kind of treating them like a nostalgia act kind of like you know your legacy act now you know it's his new day put over the new vicious viking raiders mm -hmm. now you know put over this new flavor of the month we're like hey put over judgment day on raw maybe just for no reason who knows new day they deserve more and i hope they, they get something substantial next i'm just a bit worried that what's next for them that's valid I yeah. mean, yeah, it, it, it's it, that's kind of what they've been doing all year, though. Mm -hmm. they, they lost the brawling brutes for like three months. They did, you know. There's, yeah, I, I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I want the new day to be doing more, but I've I wanted more of everything having to do with the new day. King yeah. Woods. I mean, what happened King, to that? They dropped yeah. that. Gave him a new song. You know, a new character. Yeah, it was a new coat of paint. He beat fresh. Roman Reigns. Yeah, kind of by DQ. Ashley yeah. won. 
technically. Yeah. Then they ruled it a no contest, which is wrong. Bull is what that is. She isn't it. Um, yeah. Uh, we had that Bloodline backstage segment, as we mentioned before. Then we got the start of the SmackDown World Cup. Now, Yay. this is a tournament <laughs> with the winner uh, getting an Intercontinental Championship shot against uh, uh, Gunther, they, which is cool. They just were going through the warehouse, saw Shane McMahon's trophy, and went, mm. we can use that again. Yeah, we can use that World Cup, it's right? the same thing. Yep. It's the same. It still says cup. best in the world on it. Sure doesn't does. say SmackDown World Cup or nope. anything like nope. that. Nope. It's the same. I thought that trophy. was funny. I like the idea of this tournament in that it allows for more matches that you normally wouldn't have a reason to get to without storyline stuff. Like we got, um, well, we're going to get Mustafa Ali and Ricochet, mm-hmm. but on this show, we got Nakamura against Santos Escobar, which is a really fun pairing that they just probably wouldn't have a reason to book besides like doing the uh, the legato versus hit row stuff that they've been mm-hmm. doing. It's just, it's an easier way. Tournaments are an easy booking out for new fresh matches. Yep. And I like that. I'm sad that Braun Strowman's gonna win this thing. He is, no, isn't he? No, no, no. Uh, uh, yep. f- first of all, stakes. That's what we like. Yes. We, we like, steaks. like steaks. It's like, yeah, why do. am I watching these two guys wrestling? Because that, that was a, compl- uh, a complaint by Eric Bischoff to Tony Khan recently. He's like, mm. your guys are wrestling. There's no story, no meaning, or rhyme or reason behind it. Well, the World Cup saves that as rhyme or reason, even though technically they haven't you know, expressed why Ali, who's usually on Raw, is jumping over SmackDown for a bit. I'm not complaining about it, but it's true. They just went, Ali, you're not doing much. Bobby chucked you over some crates. Come over to SmackDown for a few weeks, potentially. And now, you know, we've got interesting pairings. And yes, Braun Strowman could win this, but they could feed him to Gunter. Gunter can make him go sleep. Or Gunter could powerbomb him. Powerbomb versus powerbomb. I want to see it. Two meaty men slapping the crap out of each other. What is it to be said about? Gunter's going to win. Braun Strowman. No, it's Gunter. Gunter's got backup. You know, Imperium are not a bunch of goofs. Mm-hmm. All right. If there's any group that can take up Braun Strowman, if Imperium. Yeah. The ring is sacred. Just or the mat. The mat is sacred. The mat is sacred. The, the mat, and the ring. One and the, the ring. ring. Yeah, the mat and the ring is sacred. Sure. Yes. Braun Strowman beats Walter. Oh. The, uh, that's not going to happen. This will be a is solo. Though, this will be a solo. It's not going to happen. Though, listen, 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 listen. I'm listening. I would like to have faith mm. that they're not going to ruin this Walter reign. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to keep that benefit of the doubt. So help me God if I'm wrong. This will be a solo podcast. I will, <laughs> I will give up. I will give up. LIW will be a faction of one. Yep. Nope. Nope. I'm not going to be here. It's just wait, you. I, I, wait, I... That I would have LRW, you know, the first yeah. thing I would do, I'll rename it. I'll call it the the intangibles of Wrestle Talk. That's the English translation. I did. I went on the For LOW. We just called low instead. No, T T I W. The intangibles of Wrestle Talk. Slow. Much better. Nailed it. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I really don't want Braun Strowman to win, and I think he's going to. But regardless, our first match of the SmackDown World Cup we got was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Santos Escobar, and on commentary. Michael Cole talks about Nakamura versus Great Muta. I was like, whoa, what? That was whiplash. And then like two minutes later, Wade Barrett was just like, ah, these two faced 15 years ago in CMLL. I was like, 
The What's world, going on? The world exists outside yeah. of the WWE walls now. And yeah. it's it's great. It's nice. It's just jarring. It's very jarring. From everything that we've been told <laughs> for like 30 years plus. Oh. Um yeah, this match was it was alright. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh Legado del Fantasma got involved. Classic. Uh, I like the finish. Mm-hmm. Santos won with a second rope phantom driver. That's cool. That's cool. I thought it probably would have been good to have Escobar, if you want to establish Escobar as a proper singles guy that you should take seriously, I maybe would have had a clean win here, but this is still good. I'm yeah. not complaining too much. Easy. This yeah, good. I think it's fine. I, I, Escobar won. I, would have com- I wonder if people would have complained because Nakamura. I, I prefer the fact that there was minor distractions and an avalanche phantom driver. You can't... It's one of those special moves to put someone away, mm. you know, if, you know, uh, definitely, uh, indefinitely. Um, my issue I I have is the match was fine, good back and forth, but it didn't really reach the second gear. It's yeah. kind of like the kind of match that they're probably saving for pay per view because you Absolutely. know that these two guys are excellent performers. They can really go. It was like a nice taste tease of what could come between those two down the line. Mm-hmm. It was a back and forth. Yeah, there was definitely still plenty left in the tank from both these guys, so hopefully they can have another one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Santos Escobar against whoever's in that second mm. round, because yes. that will be great fun. It should be very good. San- like, I-, I don't remember what the actual bracket looked like. But like I don't think they showed us what Yeah, maybe like. not. So they'll just throw it together however they'd all, like all to. All we know but... is it's going to be, it won't be Santos versus Braun. That's right. All, because it's Braun versus question mark and Santos versus question mark. So we, we know it's not that match. Cool. That's it. Cause I, well, in that case, I would imagine then it'll probably be Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali and then the winner of that will face it's, Santos Escobar. It's Ricochet yes. versus Mustafa. Yeah, probably winner. Because yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that match then, sounds lovely. Then on the other side, that probably means it's going to be Braun versus Sammy. Sammy's in this. Yeah. Sammy could win. I hope. Who's the other guy that's in this tournament? Um, uh, good one? question. Um, you Ricochet, said there's two Canadians. Ali, there's two Canadians, which is Jinder Mahal and yeah. Sammy. Yeah. And then there was three Americans. Mm-hmm. Really diverse, this. Uh, oh, it's Butch. That's the last one. And it'll be Sammy versus Butch in the first uh, round. It's going to be fun, too. Mm. Like, like a tournament. Yeah, tournament's good. Yeah. And I also think that the Sammy Butch stuff has a bit more layers because of what happened on this show as well. With Indeed. Boys, all that jazz. Uh, anywho, uh, we had LA Knight backstage. Yeah. Now, yeah. When the, now, when this popped up, I was like, LA Knight's cutting another promo. All right. But he starts cutting a promo being like, they made a mistake not putting me in the SmackDown World Cup. I should be getting a to- uh, shot. Blah, 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 blah. TV behind him starts glitching out. You know, Bray Wyatt stuff. And it was like, ooh, I wonder what's happening here. And then Bray Wyatt was there. He's radioactive. He's got like, he, he walks in and the TV screens so all just start glitching out. He lets out electromagnetic pulses. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. He's Doom from Fant Four Stick or something. <laughs> yeah. There's a reference. Yeah. A movie stick. that everybody liked. Oh, it was it was a great one. Um, And Bray Wyatt was seemingly trying to recruit LA Knight, like the recruitment drive carried on. And he was like, you know, uh, I'm tired of pretending that I'm not proud of the things I've done. My question to you is how far are you willing to go with your violence and all that stuff? And then Knight basically rejected him. He was like, shut up. Go play with your puppets. <laughs> go play with your puppets. Get out of my face. And then Bray Wyatt headbutted him. And then he walked off. No, he vanished. Yeah, sorry. He vanished. And then LA Knight popped back up and was like, where'd he go? He's like, he's, he's literally right over there. <laughs> he's probably. 10 feet away. Literally 10 screen. feet away from you. But whatever. Once a cult leader, always a cult leader. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Cult leader's good. Recruiting people's good. Because... 
if you think about it, besides probably Daniel Bryan, we've never seen how the recruitment drive goes for, for Bray Wyatt. Mm. How, how did he get Luke Harper and mm. Rowan in? And you see it. He's trying to like relate to LA Knight. Like, yeah, you know, we, we both are, you know, violent people, individual, but how far are you willing to go? Kind of challenging him. Mm. Obviously, LA Knight is not going to join Wyatt Six. It's probably leading to Bray Wyatt's uh, first official match. No, he just left Maximum Male Model. How you go through all that effort, all that roller coaster to change characters, then become a what a creepy, spooky guy in White Six? Who I says he has so. to be spooky? Then uh, no, I, I don't think so. I just think LA Knight is just a a great stepping stone for Bray Wyatt on his road to redemption. Hmm. And LA Knight gets to lose to the number one babyface. On SmackDown, just in case people start crying, he's not losing to Maximum Male Model. He's not losing to flipping Madcap Moss. He's going to lose to Bray Wyatt. So that's good. Going to face a main eventer. So, yay, LA Knight. I wouldn't be surprised if he does lose to Bray Wyatt and then joins Bray Wyatt. No, it's LA Knight's game. As in, he we need a mid-carder. You know, whose game is it? LA Knight's game. D-A-D. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that whole segment happened while the women were doing their entrances. Uh, for their match, uh, which happened next, uh, which was six pack challenge. Oh boy! Yeah, the state of this women's roster—it's not fantastic. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Shotzi versus Zia Lee versus Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville, number one contender to Ronda Rousey at uh, Survivor Series. Now, this match I thought had the potential to kind of for them to to show everybody what they can do. You know, in a big like multi-person match like this, you can keep the pace up the whole time. Sure. Lots of fun interactions between lots of people and and all that jazz. Lots of like smoke and mirrors as well you can do with it because there'll be no DQs, all that stuff. And it was kind of just like, here's two people in the ring, they leave, here's two other people in the ring, and then they leave. And it was very kind of like formulaic and nothing really special yeah it was just nothing really too special about uh about this one which is uh unfortunate something more unfortunate as well was the big botch in this one jeepers Mm. so raquel was on the outside the steps had been set up next to the commentary table and there was a table set up next to the commentary table as well and raquel looked like she was going to sort of powerbomb someone through it but she was facing the wrong way whatever doesn't matter Liv Morgan was supposed to, I think, dive off the barricade and like maybe crossbody, cross clothesline, whatever. Yeah. Raquel would then fall back through the table and they'd go through the table together. I think that was supposed to be the spot. I don't know whether it was too far away. Liv Morgan slipped on her dive, didn't dive far enough. No idea. But whatever happened, they didn't get the distance. And they just kind of fell short of the table and like hit the edge of the table on the way down. And Liv was trying to like reach for the table to try and have it break on the way down. It was like... You've just not gone far enough there. And then they just had to sell it like, ah, it's the spot. It's it, just, it ends it's the ruined. match. It, yeah. I don't want to blame Raquel, but it was Raquel. I'll rewatch it again. <laughs> I was no. I don't, I don't want to blame her, but I'm gonna blame her. No, I rewatched it on Twitter. Someone posted it, mm. and it was it was legit. Uh, Liv did it all she needed to do. She jumped on Raquel, but then again, Raquel, the impact of it wasn't enough mm-hmm. to jolt Raquel onto the table. It yeah. was just a little. Satnam Singh and Darby Allen, boof. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can't really do much. I'm holding someone and I can't crash. Mm-hmm. So that's why Liv was like, ah. Yeah. And then the table was like, I am the table. I am the table, etc. Yeah. Uh, but just, regardless. It's too complicated. 
Yeah, it was know, a bit like, convoluted. You didn't need to make it that just many steps. Put someone through a table. Yeah. She's got to finish. Like, it's a big power bomb choke slam thingy. Just do that Teano through a table. Like, mm. No, Liv is crazy and wacky, guys. We have to spotlight that in a match. Crazy, wacky she Liv. She is back. crazy. Whoa. By yeah. the way, Xia did good in the match for me. She Those kicks, those strikes, we need more of that. Xia is talented. They want to do something with, 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 with China and. Zaylee's right there. They can just book her better or put in a new group or something. It's just I saw in a match and I was like, she's really improved for how how she was in the beginning, you know, in NXT, and now she's someone they should be doing more with. When I see her in the ring, I'm like, ah, wasted potential. They, I, they definitely my, should be doing more. My big takeaway from all this is I really do not like this style of booking because to me, I always seem to prefer the way where someone just wins a number of matches in a row and either they get put in a match against someone else who wins a bunch of matches and one of them gets to be the number one contender or just through winning a bunch of matches in a row they become the number one contender Mm -hmm. because you've beaten everybody of the people in this match how many of them have won a a singles match in like the last three months raquel because yeah i'm gonna say and like Liv morgan yeah. Because yeah. she just beat Sonya. Ra- Ra- Raquel and Liv is That's pretty much it. That's about it. Yeah. Shotzi, who won this match. Mm-hmm. Shotzi has not won a singles match since July. Other than the one on NXT, which she beat Lash Legend. I, I don't really... Can, like, it's... She beat Slash Legend on a different show that has no context to this. They never show whatever. It might as well have not happened. Yeah. I don't like that like Lacey Evans hasn't existed on this show in a she while does. she she's, barely does right even she's, she's on gone. <laughs> why is she fighting for an opportunity to get a title shot there's just so many of this it doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. and for god's sake like just the state of the roster in general I saw this graphic on Twitter and I was like yeesh can't get can't put Emma back in this or mm-hmm. something like anything more to, why isn't Shayna in this? Like, I get that she is Ronda's friend and everything, but like, you need more than this mm-hmm. because this six pack challenge was just really weak. Yeah. And the thing is, if you'd have put in Emma and Shayna into this match, if you want them to be in a feud, you can make a story out of this match with those yeah. two. You can have the feud spin out of it, but regardless, uh, Shotzi won, and I was like, huh. That's a choice. All right, well, they got a couple weeks to make me care about it. And let's see if they do. Felt like a Vince McMahon they, thing. That's they awesome. you know? they wow. didn't do it in this week. No. But maybe in the next couple, That's... maybe they'll surprise me. No. Um, Speaking of Shotzi. Oh, no. My favorite part of the so, show is coming. Yeah. Oh, yes. So backstage, Emma went up to congratulate Shotzi. I'm like, hey, you're doing great. Also, have you seen Mad Cat Moss anywhere? And I was like, oh, Emma and Madcap are dating in real life. That's a nice little, like, thing to make it feel a little bit more realistic. And then she can say, yeah, sorry, he's down there. Or, no, I haven't seen him. And she goes, okay, and then walks off. That's not what happened. No. She said, have you seen Madcap Moss anywhere? And Shotzi said, oh, my God, are you crushing? Oh, my God. You're crushing, aren't you? You're crushing on him. Oh, OMG. And I was like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. I don't want to see that at all. Boo. Zero interest in any of that. Also, what? Boo. Once again, huh? 
no follow-up on this show. Not on this show. <laughs> Mad no. Cat Moss did not appear on this show. He might no. have not been in the building. Yeah. Oh, we know. Catering. Yeah. Hotel. Aww. Chilling. Just waiting. But go on. What happened next? So then... Okay. So Emma just leaves. And she, off she goes. And immediately Shayna Baszler walks up. Because, you know, whatever. Emma Realism doesn't matter. she wasn't going to be in this segment anymore. Yeah. So... Shayna then starts talking trash to to Shotzi because she's mates with Ronda. And she's saying, you're not going to beat Ronda, you, you suck, basically. And Shotzi says, Ronda's never been in the ring with someone like me. Factually incorrect. <laughs> that is a lie. In fact, not only someone like you, mm. you specifically, <laughs> this year. Yeah. Multiple times this year, in fact. This was stupid. She beat her in just over a minute in a beat the clock challenge this year. That was in like June. Yeah. This is what I mean by I feel like stuff was last minute or they had different writers or stuff was rewritten or whatever. Because they just say lines like generic lines. Isn't there a continuity editor or something that got hired recently? What is he tonight? And it's like, it just feels like they didn't do their research on it. This is a line that someone says that means nothing because it's not true. And we know that it's not true. I don't know. It's just, it's bad. And the thing is, if they'd done some rehab work with Shotzi since then, aside aside from a random babyface turn that got no explanation whatsoever, if they'd have done some rehab work with Shotzi and she'd been on a winning streak and she changed the character and she could say now, Ron hasn't been in the ring with me like this. That's fine. Yes. And your point of, okay, they've got two weeks to make me care about Shotzi. That is something, this is why I say it needs to be like, this feels like a Vince McMahon thing, Mm. is this is the sort of thing that you start a month ago or two months ago. You do not start it with her becoming number one contender. You build to that. I don't know. They gave gave her a tank, guys. That's all the build up that she Mm -hmm. needs in their mind. She's got a tank now, guys. This this Thanos is the toughest there is. Oh, he's never fought me. Yes, he has. Well, he's never fought me he's twice. He's never fought me twice. That's what this was. It's basically that, but not for comedic effect. Um, Ricochet's facing Mustafa Ali. Yay. That's a thumbs up. That'll be fun. Big fan of that. Then they had the next SmackDown World Cup match, which was Braun Strowman versus Jinder Mahal. Who's got his old song back. Yep. So, they announced... Braun Strowman's going to be in action. Braun Strowman in the World Cup. Can't wait for Braun Strowman's match in the World Cup. And they had Jinder Mahal on the graphics beforehand and everything. Jinder did a pre-match promo and then was surprised when Braun Strowman's music hit. Just another one of those things where I'm like, wait, who who wrote that bit? Yeah. There's no reason he should be surprised about that. He, like, he knows who his opponent... We know... <laughs> he should know this. Why is he surprised? In defense of Jinder... He was mid-speech when he got interrupted. I think it was the shock of uh, the gall of Braun Strowman to interrupt his promo when he's talking. Because it's mid-speech. He's like, I'm the best. I'm the best. No one can stop me. I I would allow this explanation if the running gag was not Braun's music hits and everybody goes, like the deer in the headlights look that they've been doing week after week after week. Because Maxwell Male Models did it once and everyone really liked it they were like now everyone should do yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Braun won quickly, obviously. And then I said, oh, no, Braun's going to win and he's going to dethrone Gunther and everyone's going to hate it. Uh, no. going to happen. Do not put it into the universe. If Vince was booking it, then, yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll be like, yeah, uh, uh, Braun's going to beat Gunther in two, three, four, five seconds and that's it. You know, it's end of range just like that. Because Triple H is booking it. He's, tri he's a Triple H guy. Triple H trying to prove to Vince, look at that, uh, Vince. Uh, my guy uh, is going to be champion. Uh, uh. All right, so, that's okay. a Triple H. That's my Jean-Paul Levesque, WCW. Okay. Um, uh, we then were supposed to have Zelina Vega versus B-Fab, but they got interrupted because it was the return of the Viking Raiders complete with Sarah Logan. They had a their music played, and then they had like the little voice of it being like, Valhalla is here, and then they came out. And I quite like this. It was yeah. a really solid, effective beatdown. Sarah Logan looked cool. It was good, like repackaging of them, and they look good. I'm not opposed. My, my, I have a number of takeaways from this. One, I like that the Viking Raiders are back. Mm -hmm. I think they should be like they, if they have a big tag title match with the Usos some point in the near future, I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I like that Sarah Logan's back. It's just an extra wrinkle in all of this. That's really cool. I feel like they've really kind of lost interest in doing things with Hit Row. Mm. Feel like the steam's kind of off of Hit Row, and that's yeah. a little sad. I, I I don't know what you can do other than just get into like you know a, a feud of some sort, but it's like well we can't put them in a tag title program because they're not going to win. We don't have a singles guy in this feud or in this stable anymore, so not a lot you can do in that case. That's a bit unfortunate, but uh, all things considered, it's it's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. My my real big takeaway from this is you go through this entire segment, and then, like, five minutes in, Michael Cole's like, oh, it's Sarah Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Who the heck did you think it was? Max Lee and Palo? I don't... Right? They looked very similar. Yeah. It was just... It's like, I get that a lot of people think that Michael Cole's a very good commentator when he doesn't have someone yelling in his ear. Mm -hmm. And then stuff like this happens, and it's like, no, I still don't buy it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and right before we got the main event segment, after they'd recapped Crown Jewel throughout the show, here's a recap of Crown Jewel. Thanks, gang. Appreciate it. Uh, then we had the main event segment that we already uh, spoke about. Uh, overall, I wasn't a huge fan of this SmackDown. Yeah, I feel like they could have given a little bit more time. Mm. And, and if, if like Nakamura and uh, Santos Escobar had like a blowaway match... Mm then I think this could have been like a really nice, well-rounded episode, but it didn't feel like much of anything really mattered after that opening tag. 100%. And that's why I thought the opening tag should have been the main event. Yep. Which is weird because Rampage got the order right this week. This is weird. But yeah. yeah, or or here's another thing, because this is what they did with the New Day. They opened the match, uh, opened the show with the tag title match to set the record or whatever go back, get in the face of the uh, authority figure or whatever, then have to defend the titles again in the main event. Like, ooh, obviously not going to lose, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's something they could have done. I don't know. Just spitball in here. Mm. Something to make the, the, the rest of the show feel a little bit meatier because, I don't know. There wasn't much to it, this yeah. one. It, it needed more brain, maybe. 
because you were so used Maybe. to like the bloodline either starts it off, Bray ends it, or we've got Bray and then the bloodline. I think it's because you didn't have enough Bray or enough something meaty to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's why it felt a bit like lackluster and also no Sammy as well. So, but yeah. the new theme, it's the SmackDown theme they've been teasing for the last couple of weeks, mm. finally debuted. No yeah. more ACDC music. I never really felt like it fit the show in the first place. And you see Roman Reigns. It's like yeah. n- none of that. It's like a new, cool, updated theme song that sounds hyperactive to get you hyped for SmackDown. The new SmackDown under the Paul Levesque era. Mm. It's good. Prefer that theme. Uh, let's talk about Rampage. Let's. I enjoyed Rampage. Uh, oh my God, it can't happen. Which started with Christian Cage coming out. On Rampage. Christian Cage on Rampage. To, to set up a cage match. <laughs> A Christian Cage. A Christian Cage match. Yeah, there it is. Uh, called out, Jungle Boy. Oh, that just sounds like they're having a cage match in a church. <laughs> a Christian Cage match. A good Christian Cage match. First a Christian we pray. Cage match. Um, uh, my brain is desperately going, like, what the pun? Make more puns, make more puns, Ultra make more puns. Boy Jack Perry. What? Ultra Boy Jack Perry. Ultra Boy Jack Perry. Oh, dear. Whoa, that's the level we're at. Uh, Jungle Boy came out and he challenged Luchasaurus to a steel cage match at full gear um, because he wants to put the odds against himself so Christian Cage can't put the odds against him. Checks out. I I buy it. I I like this promo segment. I think Jungle Boy is getting better at this. I think he feels more comfortable and obviously he's had a lot more to kind of work with. It might be easier for him to play off of somebody in a promo segment rather than just go and look right down the camera and talk to the crowd and everything. I think that this currently is very high on my list of most anticipated matches for Full Gear because AEW's cage matches have always delivered so far. Mm. And this is one of those matches where Jungle Boy can now be like a big featured performer on the show. And I like that. Mm. I think it needs that. I think otherwise this feud is kind of just spinning its tires. And I'm about ready for him to move on for a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. if he does this takes out Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus is off the show for a little bit, Jungle Boy can do something else while Christian Cage is healing, and then when Christian Cage is healed, then they can go in and have their big blow-off match and then get out of it. Otherwise, I can't imagine sitting through like another six months of this. Like, I think we're about at the end of this chapter. Absolutely, and I, I think what they should do, really, I don't even think they should really be doing this match because they already have to think it all out, but that's not the point. They're doing this match and that's fine. I think after this, they should take luchasaurus and christian cage off tv i think jungle boy should win take luchasaurus and christian cage off tv jungle boy goes on a big singles run maybe gets like a tnt title shot say powerhouse hobbs wins the belt and he goes on a big singles run goes for the tnt title against powerhouse hobbs but that's when christian cage comes back and costs him the win and then they reignite that feud down the line but they shouldn't keep spinning this wheel the whole time because they're gonna get burnt out I already am. It to me, um, it's but... like the the Gargano Champa NXT deal, where mm. it's like he gets hurt immediately when they shoot the angle, which sucks. But Champa wasn't on TV every week, just tormenting Gargano while he was hurt with the knee thing. Like, yeah, have him either cost it or attack him when he's healthy or whatever. Like, let's put this off and let him focus on something else in the meantime. I agree. Any thoughts, Sat? You, you stole my thoughts. I was going to say the same thing, like uh, have Jungle Boy challenge for the TNT title, then Christian attacks him, then reignite mm-hmm. the feud. You said go for a long uh, singles push and run. I was like, yeah, 
Great idea. When you come out your mouth, I was like, ah, crap. I was like, should ask me a second. Now I have nothing to say. Yeah, now I'm going to go and rehash the same points so I can pad out this whole sentence. Exactly. Uh, Death Triangle had a backstage uh, promo. They're saying, Pac saying that they need to win by any means necessary. That was good. So we saw Brody King come out the earth. Mm. And then you had Buddy Matthews the water mm. and then you had malachi black the fire all oh the my elements god it's uh, the avatar everything changed when the malachi black nation attacks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then julia hart they've been using her effectively in his vignettes she's kind of like being she's kind of like the architect that's like mm. giving it the rebirth part of the rebirth yeah. which has been really good i'm i'm actually excited about this new reinvigorated house of black or hub hub julia hart is the last airbender Yes, she is. She's the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that bit's good. I'm a big fan of the whole rebirth imagery they've got. The vignettes are really cool. Are they going to do a House of Black Death Triangle thing? Are they I'm setting up the parallels? I, I mean, don't know. no. We've 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 had that. We have enough this year. We have, but with trios titles involved, I think that you can at least have a match mm. for the titles and make it something. I really wouldn't be against House of Black coming back and almost immediately getting a trios title match against Death Triangle. Winning win! The, winning the belt. Win! Please have House of Black win some stuff. Please. Win the trios titles and go on a big trios run. That would I'm okay be with that. such a breath of fresh air for this faction that would mm. just never wrestle for some reason. If they just go and just have matches like all the time and are champions, great. I, I know I'm kind of skipping it ahead, but the the pack uh, promo with Death Triangle, mm. I assume that the Lucha Brothers are going to join the dark side. I think that's what it is because the Elite's coming back, right? I mean, it's a no-brainer who's going to be the top trio tag teams. Elite, mm-hmm. of course. So we're going to do with Death Triangle. And it's kind of like, follow my ways. We have won any titles. Come on, guys. Join the dark side. I feel like it's going to be the whole Booker T. Sean Melvin when Sean Melvin, the bad wife, is cheating all the time. And the husband, Booker T, is like, what are you doing? And in the end, he's like, you know what? You're right. Turn on my friend who, who shall not be named and I'll be a bad guy too. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be um, Death Triangle going to the dark side. I will be. I mean, th- totally. that's what this segment was. It was Pac being like, "Listen, guys, you need to turn heel. Yeah, stop being baby faces. This mm. is why God's you sake. don't win. Yeah, yes. because it's you're true. too nice. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, which I, I, I think a it. heel turn for these guys could be due at this point. Mm. Just and, injects more and blood. Beat up his... Abra- Alex Abrahantes, whatever his name is. Mm. I, I hate his entrance. Who does he? Who he hot dogs a lot for for a manager. You see his entrance, right? He does so much more than Ray Phoenix and Penta. He hot dogs for the camera a lot. And his little little diva-esque entrance. What's that about? What's that about, Alex? What's that about? I love the great audio content of this. (laughs) It's fantastic. For people who listen to the podcast version, you're missing out. Um, We then had Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. Yes. uh, Which is cool. Uh, It's fine. I quite enjoyed it. I really that, enjoyed this man. That was, that was a really cool spot where he caught a dive into a suplex. I'm like, that's impressive. That's very cool. Uh, and I really like the the near fall at the end of this match. They, I don't think they had to do this, but they had a like, really nice like back and forth action throughout. And they had Brian Cage hit this huge like lariat that did like the big turning inside out spot. Hit this big like full Nelson slam where like he dragged him like mm. 180 degrees <laughs> in the air before like slamming him down, which was cool. And they gave him a near fall for that. 
And I don't think they had to do that, mm. but they gave Dante just a little bit to kick out of something big like that. Then he hit his initial weapon X for the win, which was like, that makes sense. Brian Cage won, guys. Look, yeah. On paper, Give it I was a push. Like, no, because Dante Martin is one of those Tony Khan pushed guys. Mm -hmm. Every time you see Dante Martin, you're like, he might pull out a big victory here because mm. that's what's been his story the last couple of years. And Brian Cage has been known as the Tony Khan forgotten guy, the guy that, you know, at one point you thought was going to walk out of AEW, then he kept it for ROH, kind of like, fine, just to shut up your wife, you can go to ROH or whatever. But they've been booking him quite decently. You know, he actually won this. I'm shocked because mm -hmm. on paper, you thought Dante's going to win like a fluke victory. But Brian Cage got a decisive win. He's not going to win the tournament, but this is a step in the right direction because it's going to be one of the cornerstones for ROH. So you need him to look strong. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Like, I think Brian Cage is a very talented in-ring performer. I think he works very well against a smaller guy like a... I mean, he'll have good matches with big guys too, like we saw recently. I thought him and Wardlow together were really good. But I think he shines in this big muscle man versus luchador high flyer type role because Brian Cage can do that himself so he can kind of hang if he needs to but he's also a great base for the other guy to work off of it's a really good mesh of styles here and I mean yeah I am very happy to see Brian Cage getting wins again because it's really tough to get into Brian Cage as this monster the same way it's hard to get into the Gates of Agony as this monster tag team when they never win on TV. Mm -hmm. So even if it is just a first round match, because I think, I mean, I figured he was going to win this match because it sets up him against Ricky Starks and they've got history, you know, so I think that works. Mm -hmm. I think that made more sense than Ricky Starks against Dante Martin. I just like seeing this. I want Brian Cage to not necessarily be like main event level in AEW, but I want him to be kind of a player that mm -hmm. can be slotted into these type of matches, do really well, have really good matches, and be different because he's different from everybody else on the roster. It's kind of like how in previous years, kind of like the Lance Archer role, mm. how he used to be perceived and that yeah. like he is a threat and you should take him seriously, but he was never like world champion material kind of like that yeah kind of level of the card um yeah totally fair uh and it's nice to see brian cage get some wins yeah good for him cool finish too mm. weapon x it's like yeah. a gory bomb into a flat liner mm -hmm. i dig who, it who better hmm? who better mm. indeed uh we then had uh lee moriarty backstage said he wants any champion so we're just forgetting that bit where he yeah. wanted to be pure champion yes yeah. then hook was there which I don't understand because he's not a recognized champion <laughs> in AEW. So doesn't any, count, does it? He, he ranks at any belt and any belt within the vicinity of the building, he kind of qualifies. It's interesting. This will be a... I feel like Lee Moriarty is, at least from a perception and a push level, he's higher up the card than a lot of the people that, uh, that Hook has been beating. And it's like, if Hook is going to beat somebody else someone like a lee moriarty i feel like that's a step up the card mm -hmm. for hook daddy magic was he not no no, no. Jer jericho no. appreciation society no. on tv a lot no cuts promo every single no. week yeah. yeah cuts a promo when's the last time he won doesn't matter that's not on dark he's on television every week that's a big thing that's no it's not no no, no. TV every week no that's no. Not, we're not fighting for tv time no no okay i guess you have to i don't it. buy daddy magic as a threat put it that way when he's in a match, I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe they beat Daddy Magic. Wow. I don't look them. at Daddy Magic and be like, he's going to get a singles push. It's like, I think he's very good in his role and mm. everything. But Lee Moriarty is like, 
a young gun, up and coming star, star of the future type mm-hmm. guy. I agree. And I think Daddy Magic is very good and very talented and everything, but it's a very different role that he yes. is in. Hundred yeah. percent. I agree. He, he beat Ricky Starks, though. I mean, that was big. I mean, if, I thought Hook is. He beat Ricky Starks to be, uh, you know, FTW champion. I, I assume and, Hook was. And since then, I don't know what he's been doing. We'll see, Tom. Uh, eating chips backstage. He beat Ari Davari. Yep. That's it. That's it. Which again, good matches. I'm just saying. Like, I think Ricky Starks is a is higher than Lee Moriarty is on the on the card and everything. Mm. But that was like a quick pop. I'm the surprise wrestler. I'm yep. your surprise opponent. I'm gonna beat you really quick. Is a quick match. It's not like the back and forth. I have bested you in a more long form wrestling match type thing that I would anticipate this match being. Indeed. Uh, House of Black did their rebirth thingy. Yeah. It was cool. We then had Rouge versus Bandito. I was Hell like, yeah. oh! Mm-hmm. The officially signed Bandito. He got mm-hmm. the grab. He's all elite and everything. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I, I really liked this. It's Rouge and Bandito. Yeah. They're, yes. they're, they're both really, really good. Um, Bandito is so much fun. Bandito is... I'm shocked that Bandito signed with Ring of Honor when All Elite Wrestling was starting. Mm. Because, like, I mean, he was part of the all-in main event. He very clearly was, like, a highly touted guy. And I think he would have been just, like, one of their cornerstone talents in AEW had he signed in, like, 2019. It's a a shame it's taken this long Mm. because he is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch in the world today. Watching him in the best of the Super Juniors a few years ago, mm-hmm. impeccable, yep. impeccable work. And now we're getting to see it on TV every week. That's great. Yep. But he got to be RH champion and that kind of built him up to the level where if Tony couldn't ignore him after his match with Jericho. So I mean, you're not wrong, but being the ROH champion in like 2021 is wasn't like... Less important. It's less important than being the ROH champion... You know, a decade ago or 2015 or whenever it may be. Like, yeah, it was really good. I was looking at him and being like, he needs to be ROH champion. Of the people that are in the company right there, he is your champion right there. He's the best wrestler. He can carry that mantle. And the company was like, actually, now we're just, we're done existing. (laughs) Regardless, we get to see him face Roosh. And I would very much like for this to be what Rampage is. Mm. Where if you want this to be the showcase your international stars show, I think that is a perfectly adequate way. As long as the matches still have stakes and still build for things in the future like this being a tournament match, I think that's great. Like you can yep. put your, your like the Ricky Starks, uh, Lance Archer match. I think that's going to be on Dynamite. You can still do that sort of thing on Dynamite. And then if you want to put like your big four and a half star match between a couple of Lucha guys or a couple of the Japanese guys or whatever the case may be, that's a perfect thing to put on Rampage. It's going to make the people who want to see good matches have a place to see the good matches. Yeah. Uh, finish of this match was when uh, Bandina was uh, kind of getting his, his mask taken off behind the referee's back. John Silver uh, then came out to protect Bandido and caused a distraction. Bandido then got the roll-up win over Roosh, so Bandido progresses. The dreaded schoolboy yeah. roll. I'm all right with that. Yeah. That's cool. Bandido against uh, Ethan Page in uh, the next round. That should also be a very fun match. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hager was trying to recruit Claudio Castagnoli backstage and said, hey, we were a team once upon a time and we were cool. You should do sports entertainment. Also, I like my hat. Why? They already wrestled already and yeah. Claudio won. Why they did it back? once. Yeah. For the people that wanted to see the real Americans or the 
right? The real Americans, yeah. that's what they were called? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got that. They yep. did it once. You don't need to do it again. Yeah. And, like, I, I like the Hager and his hat thing. It's very stupid, and I like it. It's very sports entertainment, and that's perfect. But also just saying, we should team. I like my hat is, like, that. that's dumb. <laughs> those are two unrelated yeah, thoughts those unrelated coming things. out at and the like, same time. It, I, don't, I, I think that crosses <laughs> the line from being funny dumb into just, like, dumb dumb. Yeah. You know? I'm like... Him beating up the boys at ringside for having taken his hat because Perfect. he likes it is great. Perfect. Him just being like, I like my hat. It's like, yeah. we know you like your hat. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Him standing there in like big, tall Jake Hager standing there in a purple hat is the comedy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to then say. You don't need to explain like my the hat. joke. Yeah. Yeah. That it's is. That, that is. That's explaining the joke. Yeah. Um, we then had... Nyla Rose is so charismatic. Mm -hmm. And we've said how great a promo she is for yeah. ages and ages and ages. But she really showcased her physical charisma here in this match. Because she came out and she just impersonated Jade Cargill the entire time. Doing her offense, did Jaded onto Kayla Sparks. She's got the TBS title. And it was really good. It's really effective in what they were trying to do. For God's sake, get her away from Vicky goddamn Guerrero. For God's sake, she does not need anyone with her. It really detracts from her presentation. Yeah. I hate it. Honestly, I think you could have a really solid Nyla Rose babyface run after this. Because she's agree. a likable personality when Absolutely. she's just being herself. I yes. Agree. Yes. Exactly. So they came out. Jay Cargill tried to beat her up a bit. She got away. And she still got the title. And I was yes. like, uh thought this would be the bit where Jay gets it back. But no, whatever. it's the pay-per-view. They're, they're, they're putting it off for the pay-per-view. It's yeah. like, yeah, fair enough. You know, you got to pay, pay to see it. And they'll, they'll probably have a good match. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Hope it gets time. Yeah. Then we had the main event. Lee Johnson versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic title. Orange Cassidy doing a lot of work with that title. Yeah. That's good. The championship match in the main event. Whoa. This... I cannot tell you. I like got halfway through. I was like, oh, they've done it. They've done the thing. They, they did, did it. the thing that I keep asking them to do. This is great. Yeah. And it, it makes me enjoy it much more. Mm. Like it just does. Like granted, I think you probably could have main evented this show with either of the tournament matches and it still would have worked because that's a match with stakes. Mm -hmm. But I think they got the pacing of this show perfect this week. Mm. Yeah. Uh in the middle of this match, out of nowhere, QT Marshall pile drives Danhausen onto the steps. I was like, "Why not?" Jesus! Yeah. All right, that <laughs> came out of nowhere. Um, the th the one thing that detracted from this match for me was there was a lot of ringside shenanigans. Like every other minute, it was like, "Here's this person beating up this person on the outside." It's like, can we? We focus on the match a little bit. It felt like the point of this match was to have the ringside shenanigans rather than like That's what it was. Well, yeah, and it was rather than like Lee Johnson fighting Orange Cassidy for the Atlanta title, which I thought would have been the point was to see like it's Lee Johnson, he's doing a big thing now, you know, welcoming back and all that jazz. But yeah, it was more just like it's the factory and the best friends fighting. Yeah, and that's what it was in the end, which is a bit unfortunate. Cassidy won with the beat break. But yeah, I, it was fine. Lee Johnson came back and redrain the factory because mm. I don't really watch Dark. I'm assuming it happened in Dark chat. Let me know that it happened in Dark. Lee Johnson coming back, joining back the factory because it's kind of like, I've, I was watching the, the promo on Dynamite and I was like, wait, that's Lee Johnson. He's been gone for a while since Cody time. He's with the factory. 
when did this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, I'm about to say um, Tempest there, but Excalibur, Tempest is a Detroit cousin. Mm. He mentioned that, you know, he must have come back doing dark or something. I don't know. But yeah, but it was a great opportunity for Lee Johnson, the first graduate of the factory, and he didn't look out of place in the ring. He's a kid with a lot of potential. He just needs a little more seasoning, more TV mm-hmm. time, more feuds, and who knows? Yeah. Just more reps. Yeah. You know? And this is one of them. Yeah. that's that's exactly what it is I would not be surprised whatsoever if all of this builds to like QT Marshall versus uh, Dan Housen on the buy-in for full gear have we we done that? I mean there was uh, no it was Hook against QT and then it was Mm -hmm. uh, like QT and and the lawyer Mark no no, that was was, uh, Tony Neese and Mark Sterling against uh, that's right Dan Housen and Hook Hook Housen Mm. it'll be quick it'll be whatever uh, Cole Carter got beaten up afterwards. Oh, that guy. And that was the show. Yeah. Solid episode of Rampage, I thought. That was right. A yeah. couple really good tournament matches in there. Championship match. Mm-hmm. Good cool. promo to start. Yeah. Built for a pay-per-view, which is better than I could say most weeks. Mm-hmm. Everything on this show felt like it, it happened for a reason. Yeah. That is a massive improvement. Yep. That's like a... Like a low four out of five? Yep. Give I, I gave this show a four out of five in the review that you guys haven't seen yet. Yeah. Good. Also, holy smokes, next week, Darius Martin is back. Yep. Top flight. And yeah. they're teaming with AR Fox against Death Triangle on Dynamite. It's going to be the craziest goddamn match of the week. You've seen who else is coming back for yes, I, next week. Yes. Takeshna's back, everybody. Yeah. Woo. I'm excited. And who's he teaming with, Pete? He's teaming with goddamn Jun Akiyama. <laughs> Eddie Kingston's hero. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston literally said like his dream match would be against Akiyama. And it's like, that's happening on Rampage. Here you week. go. Okay. Full gear buy-in Rampage thingy. All right. I am excited. Yes. Should be good. Excalibur needs a raise for the amount of matches that he had to promote at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Goodness me, because he did like all of the dynamite stuff, all the rampage stuff, all the full gear stuff. It was like hot damn. Take a breath. Yeah, take a breath, man. Uh, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. If you haven't been to our Patreon page yet? You should. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, you get loads of extra bonus content. You get some, uh, you can get your own custom wrestling nickname. Gets read it on a show like this one. Uh, you also uh, can get little extra bonus videos. Like, for example, there might have been a really cool video that we did on Parts of Unknown recently called Survival Series. Then if you guys have seen it, it's fun. Yeah, um, it's real good. We're real happy with it. Uh, but you can watch the uncut version of Survival Series on our Patreon page. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes of us just going through trying to name every WWE champion. It's fun. So go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash forward slash wrestle talk. And if you slash. pledge forward slash wrestle talk, and if you pledge at the twenty five dollar or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets run on a show much like this one. I don't have Hall of Fame music today. I'm sorry, but thank you too. Josh, German suplex. The easiest name to pronounce, Josh Rosowskis. What are you, Sat? The voice of wrestling, Josh Roberts. That's not what it says. Yeah, it does. Nope. Look, the voice of the the ring. What did I say? The voice of wrestling. 
Listen, wrestling in the ring is the same thing. The voice of the ring, Josh Roberts. <laughs> Breaking news, Justin Edelheitz. Yeah. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Yeah. Up and above and Keith below. Close yeah. enough. XO, I love you, Lady V Skeleton. Yeah. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Lemlier Amond links the sun. Close yeah. enough. Pick him up, loot sponge. Yeah. Lord Chris Zanto. Yeah. Too lot to handle, Lottie McCulloch. Yeah. Thank you. You're right there, Tempest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's the one that got me. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much all of our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Uh, you're all awesome. Uh, we love you very much. Uh, go to our Patreon page if you haven't already. Patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk. Now let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Scott Woodford said, Man in the mask, you peanut brittle you, this SmackDown wasn't very oozy. Can I get a hug? What? He's trying to be like William Regal. I see. Man in the mask, you peanut brittle. I got you. This SmackDown wasn't very oozy. Can I get a hug? Yes. There you go. Uh, Bonesaw. Bonesaw's ready. Bonesawbuck823 said, uh, the, the Sat-E gang is in, and I couldn't be happier. I like the last promo, but realized two things. Drew should have come up before Sheamus, his return will be bigger. And two, who's the fifth man on Team Fight Night? KO? Maybe Woods? Thoughts? It's KO. I would almost certainly think that it's Kevin Owens. Gotta be KO at this point. If it's gonna be Sammy, it really should be KO. And if it's not KO, I will be disappointed. And yes, that is me getting my own expectations up and then being disappointed that WWE didn't do the thing I wanted to do. But my idea's better. So do it. Uh, Mary Painsville Dan said, Hello, you wonderful, wonderful people. This episode of SmackDown was great. I think a lot of stuff is clicking, or at least uh, in a good way. Of course, Strowman versus Jinder is not going to make anyone go crazy, but at least Jinder got his old theme back. Why is that a good thing? Yeah, because his theme song was legendary during his title reign. That bang Legendary? Yeah, that entrance was legendary when the carpet would just start evolving as he's coming down the aisle. The that entrance was... wasn't bad. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Don't I... hinder the gender, man. I have blocked all of this out of That's my mind. That's totally fair. Great moment. Backlash. What the shock? What? <sighs> great. Great moment. Don't hinder the gender. It no, you know what? It is certainly a moment. That's what it is. Bonesawbuck83 again said, Sudden thought, what if we get Sammy in the finals of the World Cup and Roman makes him pull out or forfeit because they need him for war games, costing him an IC title opportunity and starting the rift between Sammy and the bloodline? Sure. Sure. I honestly don't see him caring about the IC title that much if Roman told him to jump and say hi, hi. I would think that Roman would really want him to get the IC title, to yeah. get, get all the gold in the bloodline kind mm -hmm. of thing. I think he would care about that. Or he wins it, give it to Solo. <laughs> yeah. Just or even if, like, Jey Uso costs Sammy the thing. If Jey Uso's ringside during his match and he ends up costing Sammy the match. Like, that's that's fun. Mm -hmm. I like that. There's, there's lots of ways they can go. Uh, Kevin said, uh, when Biggie does the big ending, depending on who's assisting him, it's either the Midnight Hour, Kofi, or Up, Up, Down, Down, Woods. When Woods and Kofi do the backbreaker stomp combo, it's the daybreak. You're not wrong, Tempest. That match was a banger. So Michael Cole does just suck. He does just get it wrong. Yep. It's a meteora. <laughs> Michinoku Driver, J.O. Feller, has been a member for nine months in a row. 
That was so perfectly in time. Well done, everyone. Uh, I hate how Hit Row is now the tag team that always gets jumped or beaten up by a new debuting or returning team. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. yeah. yeah just Where, cool. why, where's Maximum Male Models get beaten up? Yeah. I guess they're not they're baby not, faces. They're not baby faces. And, and at least give them one match to win. Like, at least give yeah. them one victory. They, they pro- they're reaching that like, Main Street Posse level of losing. They, uh, it'll be fine. They'll get some wins on Dark. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, Akash said, uh, do you guys think that Triple H will do a repeat of what he did at Wargames 2020 yes. and have it look Wait. like the faces don't have a fifth member, then when the time hits zero, have a little pause, then Owens' music hits. The pop for that could be massive. That was 2019, but yes. Yes. I, I would, um, I w- I've been like just sitting here and I just, I don't know, my brain's not functioning today, but I'm like, yeah, they're going to do exactly the same thing, but instead of Adam Cole's shocked face, it's Sami Zayn's shocked face. Just I'm do okay that it. and it's perfect I mean, just that, do it again that moment was great yeah i'm okay with doing it do again it, do do exactly that and everyone will lose their goddamn minds it's true uh on the subject of rampage kevin said i really enjoyed bandito's interaction with the crowd don't know if that's something he often does it's cool to see the crowd being important without taking anything away from the performers uh also always cool to see chopper pete silver <laughs> on rampage it was me i held bandito yeah that's correct job, yeah thank you uh, Bearded Beagle said, I have no comments other than thank you for all you do. Life can be uh, difficult, so don't forget, you bring so much joy to thousands. I appreciate you all greatly. Cheers to everyone at WrestleTalk. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers to you, Bearded, Bearded Beagle. Beagle. Thank you so much. Um, I believe that that is it for the Ultra Chats, which means that is it for the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this little stream here today. I uh, really do appreciate it. We'll be back next week. I won't be. I'm off next week. I have, I have some time off i got to take. And it just so happens that it's next weekend. But I will be doing the Full Gear review next Sunday. So I'll be here for that. It, yeah, it's me and Sat doing the Full Gear review next Sunday. I'll be doing the editor review and me and Sat are going to be doing the podcast next Sunday. So that's cool. And then the weekend after that, Sat's away. So it's just going to go back to me and Tempest. Going to be doing that. And we're doing Survivor Series live reactions yeah. as well. Doing live reactions for Full Gear next week, and then Survivor yeah. Series after that. Yeah, I do not sleep in November. It's cool. Yeah. Wrestling yeah. is awesome. I love it. This is a dream job. Yeah, so yeah. Tired. I feel like you're trying to convince yourself. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. But thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. As I just mentioned, we have so much content coming up. Uh, and if you haven't already, like the video as well. That would be appreciated. It helps us. Because we want people to watch the video. Like, and it's a way to do that. Watch also, us and like us. Tell, subscribe tell, to us. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the channel. Sure. We'll see you guys on another stream sometime soon. My thing doesn't work, so I'm going to stand up now. Hey, look over here. Goodbye. Don't look at Pete. Get Get time. Don't look at Pete. Look at me. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 